Hi there. What'd you fucking say? Um, hello? And what? Um, I wanted to ask you to a party. I'm 13. Oh, right. And she's 11, you nonce. Yeah, well, there's been a mistake, so... Like looking at little girls, do ya? Like getting them to go to parties with ya where you can touch them, do ya? No, God, no. Look, I'm going now. Pedo! You fucking pedo! Yeah, run, you pedo! Oh, fucking hell, don't do that, Patrice. No, Patrice! Pedo. I'll get my fucking brother on you! That's it, run away, pedo boy! Keep pedo. going, pedo! You keep no. walking, you fucking pedo! Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the British Television Invasion Podcast, Episode 10, Will's Birthday. My name's Laura, and I hear, Sean, you've made us Coco Van for lunch. Hi, my name is Sean, and I don't want a cock in a van or a cock in my hand or any anything of like that. How are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, just getting ready for my fun weekend where my with my buddy Paul coming into town, so it's going to be really, really fun. We're going to the egg ball game. <laughs> Where's he come from? He comes from the ancient city of Baltimore. Ah, don't really know anything about that other than that it is referenced in the song Chattanooga Choo Choo because I sang it in a choir once. Yeah, it's on the East Coast. It's uh, Old City, home of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, really? Did not know that. Yeah, but their football team is called the Ravens of after course, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. And so the Ravens are playing the Chiefs and so Paul decided to come out here to go to the game and hang out a little bit before the baby comes so this is going to be kind of our last like two swinging guys last uh, hurrah yeah last hurrah that's nice that you're having that so yeah it'll be a lot of fun we got really good tickets for the football game the weather is going to be a balmy 40 degrees fahrenheit so that'll be nice i don't know if that is in real money but it sounds it sounds sounds uh nice it sounds not cold let's see here 40 fahrenheit to celsius uh we're looking at four degrees celsius okay. yeah that's at least it's not it was snowing there a few weeks ago wasn't it so i'm hoping beyond hope that it actually ends up being sunny because we're going to be sitting on the sunny side of the stadium right so if you have the sun just blasting you the whole time it's really nice when you sit on the shady side it gets very fucking cold very fast yeah but yeah it's uh yeah, I'm not really an outdoor person, so, but yeah, it's <laughs> chilly. I'm more of an indoor kind of girl. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> so, uh, what did you think of this episode? I really liked this episode. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I was interested to read in the script book that this was a, um, this was one that they sort of cobbled together from bits of ideas that were floating around because they didn't have a sick storyline, because actually it's one of my favourite episodes as well, so it just proves that you don't have to have a huge idea for something really funny to come from it. Little script book, it says, As I've said, the way we write is that after a few initial chats about ideas, we lock ourselves away in a small office, sitting directly opposite each other, and then hammer it out. In the early stages of this process, we cover the walls with post-it notes, often containing nothing more than a word or a phrase. Over the first few weeks, these somehow come together in groups that seem to complement each other, and then we turn them into episode outlines. The full outlines eventually take their place on another wall, looking much more formal, whilst the ideal wall is left patterned with a few orphaned post-its. Before we embarked on writing the second series, we had a strong idea about five stories, but no real idea of a sixth. We thought adorably that it would come to us, but it didn't. And then at one point in the autumn, Chris Young, our producer, told us that time was running out and we really needed a sixth episode. And because of the planning, etc., we had about a week to write it, which, even by our standards, wasn't very long at all. In fact, it was about three weeks less than we would have liked. 
So we looked at the orphan wall, and incredibly, among the few post-its left were three containing the words, Will's birthday, French exchange, and pretending your mate has done a shit. <laughs> and from these humble beginnings, we nailed the whole script in about a week, the first and last time that's ever happened. Maybe it was how lightly we treated it, but somehow it's ended up as one of my favorites ever. A romp, if you will. And that's pretty accurate. That it is a romp. That is, it's like, it's a bit like a kind of Scooby-Doo style episode of like things keep happening, but they're funny things and it, it just works. They sort of roll on from each other. So not delving too much into spoiler territory, but does Patrice ever come back at all? No, Patrice is, is a one-time guy, which is a shame because he is very funny yeah i really enjoyed patrice like he's super funny in this episode and he's used just enough that he stays funny but not enough that you're like okay i'm kind of tired of patrice he's brilliantly I, i'd like to hear a french person's take on patrice because he's a brilliant embodiment of that sort of stereotype <laughs> of a french person and a french teacher that i had but i'll talk about that more when we get to patrice but i think maybe he might be offensive to the french i'm not sure oh uh, what a character in this show is offensive <laughs> yeah it's, i'm probably about to prove myself to be very racist towards the french as our closest neighbors they're probably the people that we take the mickey out of the most so sorry french people or french derived people listening it's okay i remember when we went to france on our vacation th my uncle was shit talking the french quite a bit yeah it's, it's like a national pastime well you know you guys are like you're each other's oldest allies and oldest enemies and yeah exactly the, to be fair the i've been to parts of france that were just very like where the people are very friendly it's paris where people are rude parisians are rude oh, see i never experienced that when i went to paris i was also like 16 and was more interested in the street corner guy selling porn, but I don't remember the <laughs> French ever being rude. Maybe they're nice to, the, to Americans. Maybe it's just as soon as they hear an English accent. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Our, our birthday is a big deal for you. Like, are you still at that point in your life where you actually like really care about your birthday or does it just kind of come, you no, have people cared. tell you happy birthday and yeah. then you get the fuck out? I've not cared about birthday since I was probably about, 15 how about you i've never been one of those people that was really big on birthdays either but there was one year where my birthday kind of got overshadowed by my sister because obviously since oh, we're twins, twins we have the same yeah. birthday and uh i was a little like oh, it's my birthday too you fucks <laughs> i guess that must be hard if you've never had your own birthday as well like you've always shared it yeah i've always thought that adults or anyone over the age of about 12 who's that precious about their birthday is a little bit pathetic i'm always a little bit like <laughs> get a fucking grip you know it's uh, but i i've known plenty of people like it and plenty of people that act like they've got to be treated like king or queen for a day yeah it, facebook has made it especially bad because i do get what i call the birthday hangover where you have all these people coming on your facebook page to wish you a happy birthday and then the next day they just don't even care about you anymore yeah yeah there's that that is true that is a bad a dark side of facebook yeah yeah amongst many others <laughs> so we kick this episode off and the boys are sitting in the common common room yeah why do I feel like my book is missing a page here? Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> so we kick this episode off and the boys are sitting in the common room. In Will's voiceover, we hear that it may just be any other day 
but it was actually a very special week, or in Neil's case, a very special needs week. Yeah, and Neil is on playing on a Nintendo DS, which really ages this episode. And he is uh, sort of bitching about the game that he's playing. And Simon, do you know what, what game is. he's playing? Is it Mister? Yaganuchi's brain training or whatever that was that was so popular in 2008. Yes, it is. And just for shits and grins, I took my own brain age on because I have that game. Where do you have that game? What are you playing this on? Oh, I have a DS. For what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I bought it when it was new and it was fucking awesome. I did and have I just... one, but I haven't. I sold it in about 2010. Oh yeah, I still have mine. I was it was given to me as a gift and I was a bit like, Oh great, well we're gonna do this. I did enjoy the brain training element, but I can't even remember like they've just been made obsolete by smartphones, surely. No, the Nintendo still sells the DS. It's called the three D S, but they oh, still really? sell them. What what'd you do yeah. with it? I can't even really remember, like it was so long ago, apart from the brain training, I remember there was a little pen. Play Mario Kart or Mario World or I'm Zelda. Gonna, I'm, gonna play, I'm not gonna play Mario Kart, I'm thirty three years old. Oh, you're asking what I do on mine. Yeah, yeah, what, what do you do on it? Play Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> but you did the no, brain it, train test anyway, is, is that, I mean, let's just, we should put this to bed because this is such an odd conversation. Um, yeah, I do remember the DS. I thought it was a relic from the past. Clearly not. You've still got yours. Uh, and you did the... <laughs> And you did the brain training, and what was your brain age? 40. 40, so not too far from your actual age. Yeah, which actually wasn't bad, considering that I did the brain test at like 2 in the morning, so I was actually pretty tired, so I'm actually not... It may have actually been better. I will maybe try it again one other time when I'm much more awake and alert. I do remember quite enjoying that game, because I used to do it... I used to commute into London... And it was like in the days before Kindles and stuff. And I used to, I used to play it on the train. I used to do brain training on the on the train. Yeah. See, as somebody who never really had a much of a commute, I don't know. I really didn't do much on it. I think I more bought it because it was the cool thing to buy at the time. Yeah, I think that's why I was bought it as a gift. It was my, it was the boyfriend I had before Phil bought it for me, um, and he bought one for himself as well. So he had like matching DSs because that's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, Nicole, the reason that I actually had it fired up again was because Nicole has been playing a game on her smartphone, and there is a DS game, and she got the DS game for like $4. So she was like, you have a DS, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And so I just cracked it up, charged it, charged it up, found a picture of Nicole and I from like 2009 when we first started dating because this DS had a camera on it. And it was the first digital... Oh, yeah, they used to come with little printers, didn't they, some of them? Yeah, some of them. But, yeah, so... Anyways. Nice. But, yeah, Neil's playing Brain Age, and his Brain Age is, like, 12. Yes, which is worrying. Um, and he says he got it up to 12 a minute ago. Jay asked if he caught Down Syndrome. And Simon then says, has, has it asked you if Santa's real yet? Which Will finds very funny and says, don't listen to them, Neil. He does exist. Yeah. Um... Jay says that he's just sorted out our Saturday night with the gift cash. And Neil asks if it's a sexy soiree. And, uh, yeah, it's like a oh, wait, flyer sorry. that says sexy Lulu Saturday soiree. 
and it's got a photo of some girls trying to look sexy on it. And at the bottom it says, yeah. dress sexy, strictly invite only. So as they're looking at the flyer, Simon says, fucking hell, is that Louise Graham? She doesn't normally look like that. And Jay says, oh, she definitely get it right in the bum hole. And Will just says, lucky girl. <laughs> um, and, and Simon can't believe their luck and is excited that they've actually been invited to a cool party. Yeah, but Jay burst his bubble pretty quickly and says, actually, he stole it out of Sadie Cunningham's bag and registration. I thought that we should go. And Simon is upset by this. He says, oh, great, another cool party that we're specifically not invited to. And Will then says, uh, actually, weren't you doing something else on Saturday night anyway? Yeah, and everybody uh, is like, uh, I don't think so. And Will says, it's my birthday. I'm having a dinner party. I sent you all an invite months ago. And Neil just is like, oh, that's really happening? I thought that was a joke. <laughs> and Jay says, it's a joke. We've got to go to a dinner party rather than a sex party. Yeah, and Will says two things. It is not going to be a sex party. It's Louise Graham we're talking about. And even if it was, you were invited to my party first. I got to say, I think I would probably cancel a dinner party to go to a sex party at that age. Yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely. That is not... I mean, now, it's absolutely the other way around. So I'd much rather have dinner than have to go to some sort of orgy. But at 17, you know, definitely would have wanted to go to the orgy. Yeah, I think Will's being a little unreasonable here. Yeah, me too. Um, Neil says uh, to Will, just cancel yours. We can have your birthday any weekend. Will says, thanks, Neil, but you don't want to go to Louis Graham's, do you? And Simon is like, me? No, God, no, no, not unless you cancel yours. And Will just kind of looks at him with this smug little look and says, I'm not. And Simon says, (laughs) sure, sure. Oh, except my French exchange bloke arrives today, and I meant to look after him all week. And Will just says, bring him along. It'll be nice to have some sophistication at the party. Yeah, but Simon's not so sure that he's that sophisticated. He says, it's some friend of his mum's asked if we'd look after him. He might be a massive twat. And Jay says, so what is the French version of you? Which just gets sort of ignored. <laughs> and Will says, don't forget, you've got to bring a girl with you because I want it to be a proper dinner party. And Neil asks if he can ask Will's mum. Do you feel that the expectation to ask a girl to come with them is like, pretty unreasonable considering their social status yeah considering who they are and all the girls they know are at school and girls won't even talk to them at school where are they meant to find these girls yeah i thought this was like a little strange request but i get it i get it yeah and um, we then move into simon's kitchen and in voiceover will says after school we went to say bonjour to patrice and we see a boy sitting amongst them in a leather jacket who is about a million percent cooler than than the than the boys like quite obviously just from this first glance he is a much cooler oh my god he's got this long beautiful hair this like smooth skin it's just like chiseled jawline like he's good looking guy um and so neil asked what france is like which patrice sort of shrugs in a very french way and neil asked if the french birds are dirty um and jay's like oh he doesn't get any look at him he's greasy Will decides to take this into his own hands, though, and starts speaking to him in French. So he says, Bonjour, Patrice, je m'appelle Will. I can't even pronounce this French, was never my strongest point. He's asking he's asking him anyway uh, what France is like. And Patrice says he, je ne pas le Arabs. He doesn't like Arabs. Yeah, I thought this was funny where Will just kind of, or excuse me, where Patrice just comes out and is like, oh, I don't like Arabs. And I was trying to think... <laughs> I was trying to figure out, like, where this was coming from, like, why he was answering the question this way. 
Well, because he thinks Wu looks like an Arab. That's okay. That's kind of where I was going to. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. And uh, Will says it, it says pardon, and Patrice repeats it again. He says uh, Arabs. He doesn't like Arabs. And Will says, "Yeah, I thought that's what you <laughs> said. I think you'll be okay around here." Uh, Simon says, uh, or Will asks Simon if he speaks any French. Simon says no, and he says that that's why his mom was so keen for him to come up and try to teach me a bit. I picked up clope so far, and Will wants clop. Clop. Oh, I'm Clop. sorry. Mm, see, I was trying to pronounce it right. as I would assume a French person did. <laughs> you know, in a French way, yeah. <laughs> uh, which means cigarette. He says, Simon says he smokes like an absolute chimney, which is uh, actually, I don't know any more. I've not been to France for about five years, but that does seem to be a massive part of their culture. Smoking is a much bigger thing over there. Yeah, I feel like France is going to be the last place that where smoking is okay. Yeah, and to be fair, French cigarettes smell so nice, so... Maybe it's that I just don't want to give up the nice smell. Yeah, it'll be like the uh, U.S. and climate change where, like, every other country in the world acknowledges that it's a thing, but the U.S. is like, mm, we're not really sure. Every country is going to be like, <laughs> smoking is bad for you, and France is going to be like, mm, we'll, we'll keep smoking. Is it that bad? Yeah. And they make it look so cool as well, to be fair. Yeah, they have, like, the little cigarette extenders and they, the little berets and sit around <laughs> reading poetry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Patrice then in perfect English asks Simon if he has any porn and Simon says for fuck's sake I keep saying no I don't and Patrice asks internet and Simon says no and Jay says you can't get any porn on the internet uh, which Will replies that's not the internet you're thinking of Si are you maybe trying to get porn on the washing <laughs> machine but Simon says no his mum and dad have put a filter so he can't see anything salacious what is uh, your feelings as a mother on this really hard isn't it because i'm really i'm really anti-censorship so i think i think censorship for the most part in regulated culture is unnecessary to a large extent so i think i my parents really didn't believe in censorship i was allowed to for example watch films with more adult themes and where there were was swearing or sex for example from quite a young age and my parents attitude was always that if i didn't if, if I didn't understand it, it didn't really matter. It would it would go over my head, the which it did, and it was fine. I wasn't scarred. Um, they, they drew the line at so violence, anything sort of gory was obviously off the table. Um, but the internet is such a different kettle of fish. It's so unregulated, and you can stumble across the most hardcore pornography without having to look very hard. So I think, oh yeah, yeah, I think probably I think probably there will have to be some sort of filter on our internet as the girls get older and start googling stuff um but i don't feel great about it because i don't 100 percent think that censorship is always a good thing do you know what i mean i'm not explaining myself brilliant no no i think the internet is just such a such a different it's so different as to how it was 30 years ago when i was growing up that we're not going to have a lot of choice how, how do you feel about it yeah i kind of am leaning towards the same direction that you are where i'm not going to actively censor it but I will also encourage him not to seek it out either. Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, pornography is something that civilization has been making for as long as there's been civilization. Like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna stop it. What bothers me is the breadth of mad shit you can <laughs> stumble upon quite easily. <laughs> there's a, a, uh, a porn website called PornMD. Right. And it has uh, one of the 
places on it that you can go just shows you what everybody is searching. Oh, okay. And it, but it does it in real time. So... Oh, that sounds like that would be troubling. <laughs> like, I bet people search for some really... I'm going to have to look at this now. I bet people search for some really, really bad things. All right, things. hold on, hold on. So, okay, so we've got Periscope Private, Weird Growth, Triple <laughs> X Arab Hijab Morocco, Indian Sex, Innocent <laughs> Girls, Siblings Caught, EB Cam Dildo Accident... K brunettes, teen porn, <laughs> teen porn, teen sex. That's just kind of what we have right now. That's a flavor. That's a flavor of what's yeah. out there. I, I, I'd like to meet the Periscope guy. Specifically <laughs> in the UK, the only thing that's trending right now is MILF. <laughs> I think that, that I know what is this. There's, there's like, I've seen that thing where there's like a map of porn as to what everyone loves. And I can't remember what we, oh, that was, we specifically uh, love. It might be MILF. Uh, that was Pornhub. <laughs> They're great. I mean, yeah, like, even yeah. from a non, like, porn, they they post a lot of really interesting statistics. Yes, yeah, there's a... Uh, my favourite thing about internet porn is when you you might stumble across a little, uh, like, a Christmas, like, a little Christmas-themed video. Who's wanking to that? Who is knocking one out to some elves <laughs> and Father Christmas? Like, bothers me whenever that has come up in the past. No, no themed porn. <laughs> Too weird. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've strayed somewhat yeah. off topic um, here. <laughs> Jay says that that's fucking tragic and asks uh, Simon if he's eleven. Patrice, I'm assuming he says something about wanting to smoke. Yeah, j'avais fumé en un clop. I'm going for a smoke. I think yeah, that is. from my extensive French education, I do have a GCSE in French. I haven't used it in a while. Oh well. We'll put it to good use in this episode. <laughs> Neil says, see you later, Patrice. And as Patrice walks out, Simon is just like, mm-hmm. he seems a bit weird. He'd asked if I tried the sleeping beauty and Neil looks excited and says, oh, it's uh, it's good that. And Simon says, what, you know it? And Neil says, yes, it's where you sit on your arm till your hand goes dead. 10, 15 minutes is normally enough. And then when you wink, it feels like somebody else is doing it. And we'll just is like how do you know these things and jay says everybody knows the sleeping beauty that's old and will just says is it uh yeah jay says his mate's brother invented it him and his mates used to be called the dead hand gang and will says there was a gang based on masturbation there's nothing gay about that jay says he's in the air force now so how gay is that and will says still quite gay yeah and i was like <laughs> whoa, whoa why are you throwing shade at the air force fucker <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a bit of a specific reference. Maybe he just means the military in general is a is a bit is likely to be men loving other men there. No, it's just the stereotype that the Air Force is the soft branch. Right, okay. Because gotcha. we don't go out and fight. Ah, uh, just blind you please. Yeah. Yeah. Um we we then uh cut to Simon's car. And Will in voiceover says, so his dinner party guest list was shaping up nicely. Four idiots and a racist Frenchman. Um, they are all in the car with Patrice travelling to school. And Simon voices what we have already uh, said, which is that he thinks it's going to be pretty tricky to get girls to come to the dinner party. And Will says, what? Because you forgot, uh, you all forgot and it's short notice. And Simon correctly points out, no, because Louise Graham's quite popular. I think most people will be at hers. And Will said... Please yeah. say you'll at least try to bring girls, which I think is a much more 
reasonable expectation. Um, but he says it doesn't matter because his birthday can't be as depressing as last year's <laughs> anyway. And Neil says, why? Because you got that briefcase? And Will says, no. No, Neil, because my mother <laughs> left my father. Or, excuse me, my father left my mother. And Simon says, maybe I'll see what Carly's up to. And Jay says, oh, she won't be seen dead with you in a million years. That's what she's up to. And Simon delivers this beautifully. He says, oh, I'm sorry, Russell Brand. Who are you bringing again? Which is the most 2008 reference ever, I think. <laughs> yeah, because this was kind of at the height of his, like, sex god. Shagger fame. Yeah, shagger yeah, fame. Yeah. I think this was the year he won the son's shagger of the was year. Was this before or after he snubbed you? <laughs> after the year after before he after he snubbed me i saw an interview with him the other day actually where because he was talking about this um he's written this he wrote this book in the revolution which is very good well done russell if you're listening and um he is now uh he's sort of embarking on a project about the media and, and the lies the media feed us but he said uh it turns out if you're criticising the media, it's quite hard to get the media to report on it. And uh, I laughed and thought, that's what you get for snubbing me, <laughs> Russell. Hope you're, hope you're sorry now. It's come back to bite you on the arse 12 years later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jay, says that he, Jay says not to worry about him. He's up to his neck and sluts at the moment. Maybe he'll bring his new <laughs> fuck buddy, that little blonde barmaid from the Fox and Hound. And Neil's like, oh my god, you pulled a barmaid? Nice. And Will wants to know if imaginary friends have any dietary requirements. And Jay says, well, I know she's not allergic to nuts. My nuts. Simon says, brilliant. And then Jay adds, all my cock. And Will says, so she only eats small portions then. Um, and Jay says, I didn't hear your mum complaining, although her mouth was full at the time. Neil then asks Simon to drop them off a little way from school. Uh, Jay says he doesn't want to be seen dead getting out of this shit heap. No offence. Uh, and they all get out apart from will and patrice and will ever wanting to be like a nice guy doesn't get out with the others but then he's like actually i think i'm gonna get out as well <laughs> and then uh patrice is just left on his own at the back of the car and simon asks if he wants to get into the front uh patrice says no yeah <laughs> and i see i disagree with this because i think that if you have a car you automatically have a leg up over your non-car having classmates yeah i agree with you i think it doesn't really matter how crap the car is the point is you're in a car yeah uh, next scene, we are in Will's kitchen, and Will's voiceover says, They say the quickest way to a man's heart is through his stomach, but I was hoping it would also be a good way into me, my female guest knickers. And they are looking on the internet trying to decide what to cook for Will's dinner party. Will and uh, Simon are. Yeah, Will says, what about chicken casserole? And Simon says, what are you even asking? If it was up to me, we'd all have big backs. And Will says, incredulously, did you not see Super Size Me? And Simon says, yeah, just really made me want a big back, which is another great reference of the of the noughties, is Super Size yeah. Me. Uh, this next little bit right here was really like a nostalgia overload for me. Uh, but we hear like a little pinging on Will's computer, and it says that Charlotte's online. And Simon is kind of encouraging Will to, to talk to uh, Charlotte. We should also say that i think patrice is like also in the kitchen right yeah he's all hanging around at the edge of the kitchen um so will's on msn which like you say was a big nostalgia trip for me msn being the social hub of my life when i was about 14 <laughs> um and he is talking to charlotte simon asks if you have you asked her along yet and will says he doesn't know if he should and simon says go on it would be great message her so they have this back and forth where 
Simon says, hey, what's up? With a little smiley face. And it goes back and forth. And Charlotte's like firing back every time. And uh, and then she says, uh, uh, oh, are you hanging out with the handsome guy? And Will says, uh, oh, she thinks you're handsome. And then he's like, oh, no, sorry. She means Patrice. Um, and then they keep on with the smiley faces for a little while. And Will decides that he's going to, you know, take the ball by the horns and he's going to ask her out. And he types, it's my birthday, come over, uh, come for dinner, eight-ish. And there's a pause. Charlotte does not answer. Yeah, Simon, I really enjoy this part where Simon's like, uh, that pause isn't good. And Will's like, calm down, it's only been a second. And Simon says, although she was straight back every time before, and then they kind of are both like sitting there staring at the screen, and then Charlotte just logs right off. And Will says, yeah. holy shit, so, she's gone offline rather than to ha- actually answer whether or not she'll come to my birthday. <laughs> um, and Simon trying to uh, to kind of be um, the positive guy he always is. He's like, mm, maybe the connection's dropped. And then he's like, she didn't say no, did she? I'm sure she'll be there. Will's like, she hung up on me. And Simon's like, oh, I'm sure she'll be there. I'm not sure, but you know. And then at this point, Polly comes into the kitchen and says hello to Will, Simon, and Patrice. Yeah, and uh, Patrice just looks at Polly and he's like, Bonjour. And Polly <laughs> just, like, she starts blushing a little bit and she's like, oh, oh my goodness, you're you're French. And there's this very, like, awkward, like, sexual tension between Patrice and Polly. And as Polly walks out, uh, Patrice is like, Au revoir. And uh, <laughs> as Polly walks out, Patrice looks at Will and says, Your mother is very sex. And Will's like, <laughs> uh, What? I'm sorry. And then Patrice just says, She has the sex. <laughs> <laughs> and Patrice then leaves, and Will says, He's a strange one, isn't he? And Simon says pretty much what I've already voiced, which is that he's just French. They're all weird, aren't they? <laughs> the, the English view of the French. And Will says, don't be racist. And Simon says, he's not racist. He's just saying that he barely says anything. And when he does speak, it's always about sex, just like all French people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's the next morning at Will's house. And the next day in Will's, in Will's voiceover, it says, the next day was my birthday. And my mom was serving me up her specialty scrambled eggs in disappointment. And Will comes down and Polly's like, happy birthday, pedal. And they sit down and they start, Will starts eating and Polly gives him a gift. And um, she says that it's nothing big, though, because she's saving up for something special next year when you can drive. And Will's just like, next year, I can drive this year. And Polly said, I thought you had to be 18 to drive. And Will's just like, no, no, it's 17. And Polly gets all sort of flustered and she's like, oh, I'm sorry your father used to deal with all those things and he's like oh that's all right and he unwraps his present and it is uh a he says oh calvin klein and it looks like it's a t-shirt we can see the label and he starts to sort of un- unfold it and he sees that rather than it be a t-shirt it is a vest <laughs> see in america i think i would call that like a tank top is a vest. <laughs> that is yeah no that was what we would call a vest and not normally worn by men Oh, see, in America, we would call that a tank top, and men wear that all the time. Oh, really? In the, like, what, on the beach, or just well, as day wear? I mean, 
I guess it depends on which like subset of America you're talking about, but most people would wear that as like beach wear. I have a, I have a tank top that I wear for like, I don't know, sleeping or whatever, but. Yeah. Okay. I'm sat here right now in leggings and a vest. I mean, I'm a woman, so it's a slightly different setup. Yeah. Maybe you would wear a tank top for sleeping, but would you go out in a tank top? Uh, I mean, I have before, but I probably wouldn't now because I'm not in shape like I used to be. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just not. I mean, maybe it's because we've got a colder climate. Maybe there are bits of America where it's warmer. Maybe you're just a freer people. But I do not know any men that would wear a tank top or whatever that is <laughs> out for fun. Uh, Will just is like, oh, my God, what the fuck is this? And Polly can kind of tell that Will <laughs> doesn't like it. Uh, Polly wants to know what's wrong with it, and Will says, "What have you ever seen me anything? Uh, when have you ever seen me wear anything like this?" And Polly says, "You'll look cool. All the boy bands wear them, which is a great little joke because <laughs> later on we get a nice little boy band callback." We do, um, and Will says he's not in a boy band though. And Polly says, "Fine, I've got the receipt. You can exchange it." And she's sort of she's saying in this sort of flustered way that's making him feel guilty. I'm sorry I've ruined your big day. I got it wrong about the driving and now I've got it wrong about this. And Will's like, no, it's not too bad. And Polly's like, oh, good, you don't want me to exchange it. And Will says, no, I'll wear it. And Polly says, tonight. And Will says, oh, <laughs> maybe not tonight. And she's like, again, she's like, oh, I'll change it. And Will says, no, okay, all right, I'll wear it tonight. Yeah, and we get this nice little montage of, we get two like very quick scenes where um, uh, Simon is at his house and... Um, uh, Simon's mom is like, oh, Patrice spends an awfully long time in the shower, doesn't he? And um, Simon is trying to get his parents to watch Patrice. And Pam does kind of... Uh, um, Pam is like, oh, we don't really need a 17-year-old French boy tagging along. And then Simon's dad comes in. And he's like, things aren't that bad in the bedroom yet. And Simon <laughs> just is like, bleh. Uh, it's exactly the sort of thing my dad would say. That was that really made me smile because my dad comes out with bonds bots like that all the time. Uh, Alan, Simon's dad, says it must be quite useful to have a handsome Frenchman in tow when it comes to meeting the ladies. And Simon, but Simon doesn't think that Patrice is that handsome. But Patricia corrects him, or excuse me, Pamela corrects him and says Patrice is handsome. And uh, Alan is like, aye aye, I'd better watch it. Looks like your mother is lining up a boy toy. And then Pamela just says, chance would be a fine thing. And all I could think of was poor Mark Corrigan. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Alan then says that, remember what I lack in energy, I'm more than make up for it in experience. And Simon's just like basically vomiting at this point. He's like, Ugh, you two are disgusting. And Alan says, oh, come on, Simon, you used to look at much worse on the <laughs> internet. And Simon's proving why they need that filter. And Simon storms out of the kitchen. Um, and then we move on to Jay's bedroom where... Uh, Will says elsewhere on the internet the dead hand gang was involved in its latest recruit and Jay is attempting to do the sleeping beauty by sitting on his hand <laughs> and looking at pornography but uh, just as he hears, um, he hears the door handle being turned and his mum comes in and says that Neil's here for you and Jay's like what don't come in I'm getting changed he's early and we see Jay desperately flapping around trying to sh close the laptop with his dead hand and uh and jay says it's just a film i'm just watching a normal film i'm getting changed oh my god this part is so funny where like uh jay is like his hand is just like dead and he's like flipping it around so <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
he does it is it's something about the way he try, when he tries to type with the hand is is particularly funny. It's like he he's flopping around and then he sort of falls on the keyboard and it's just very well done. Um, we then move into Will's um, house and Will says in his voiceover, so whilst I was making my final preparations, including putting on shit music, girls would like, Patrice had been busy too. And is it is it David Gray's got playing? It's some sort of like, or Dido, it's some sort of like naughty, mm-hmm. easy listening, middle-aged lady music. Uh, Patrice walks in and just says, I just had a really nice jerk thinking about your mom, and I think I got some on the floor. And Will just is looking at Patrice, and he's like, mm, "Great." And there is a ring at the doorbell. Simon is like, "Oh, I'll get it. It could be Charlotte." And Will says, "It's not going to be Charlotte." And Simon says, "Cheer up, mate. She's got the details. You said so yourself." They open the front door, and it's Jay and Neil. And Jay just says, "All right, gays." And Will just thinks to himself, "Oh, happy birthday to me." Yeah, and it's worth noting that in this scene, Will is is wearing the the vest, stroke tank top, whatever we're calling it, but he is also wearing a dinner jacket over the top. So he hasn't technically broken his mum's promise, but he doesn't look quite as ridiculous as he would do if his arms were out. Which was great, because I had honestly forgotten that he was actually wearing the tank top, and so then when he takes the jacket yeah, off later... me too. It was a great yeah, little... Yeah, uh, gets a laugh. It was a great little, like... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And um, we then move into the dining room and Will says in voiceover, it was 8.30pm on my 17th birthday and my party was in full swing and it is the most boring party of all time. They've all got a glass of wine, the bottles on the table, no one's really talking, they're all sitting at their places with a little placemat and Will says, so where's your plus one then, Jay? And Jay is like, oh, she had a modelling job in Paris. She had to just pretty much go straight to Paris right from here. Yeah, Simon says, barmaid by day, supermodel by night, sounds likely. And Jay says, so where's little Miss Stuck-Up Cocktease? And Simon says, do you mean Carly? And she says, and he says, mm, yeah, I don't think Carly's going to make it. Uh, and Will says, why not? Something up. And Simon says, no, I just sort of didn't invite her in the end. Yeah, and uh, so Neil is like, uh, oh, sorry, turned my page a little too soon. Jay looks at Simon's and says, oh, you really are a bollockless little twat, aren't you? Excuse me, I pronounced that wrong. <laughs> twat. You really are a bollockless little twat, aren't you? And Will says, so there's going to be no women here. None at all. I don't even know why I bother. And Jay and Neil kind of are like smirking. And Jay's like, well, I wouldn't say there will be no women. And Neil's like, Haha, yeah, no women. And Will's ears kind of perk up. Yes. Um, and he's like, oh, so... It goes clear from your smirking faces and tone of voice that there are some women coming. And Jay explains that they got him a special birthday treat of a stripper um, for £150. And Simon asks, how did you manage to pay for that? And Neil says, they've got this grand plan. We haven't paid yet. We're going to have a whip round when she gets here. <laughs> and Will's like, a whip around? Like, what, do you think we all have £30 each? And Jay's like, no, 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 we'll just all put in. And he just is like, oh, oh shit, yeah. So in, it was like probably about eight or nine years ago, I was in charge of my buddy's bachelor party and it was like my, my group of poker playing friends. And so I was like, I had this great idea where I was like, okay, I'm just going to get a girl to come deal poker to us topless. And that'll be a lot of fun. So (laughs) yeah. And so I like posted about it on Craigslist. Uh, do, Do you guys have Craigslist? 
Yeah, yeah. We okay, did. yeah. So I posted about it on Craigslist. I had like, oh my gosh, like probably about fifteen or twenty people respond. I mean, we were paying like, I, I we were paying like pretty fucking well. I think I think I was offering like one hundred and fifty bucks or something like that, two hundred bucks for like two or three hours of playing poker. Right. And um, so we got this girl who, to come out, and she was like, "Okay, well, I'd like to bring a chaperone with me." And we were like, "Okay, yeah, that's fine." Because obviously, you know, like, girl, five guys, drunk, you know, I, I could understand wanting to bring a chaperone. So she came over, and yeah. she ended up just getting, like, completely fucking wasted. And, <laughs> like, was so drunk. To the point where, like, her boyfriend, I'll never forget this, he pretty much just th- threw a jacket over her. And had to, like, hoist her over his shoulder like he was carrying out, like, a sack of potatoes. Because she just was, like, beyond drunk. And that was after, like, two hours. And so they left after, like, two out of the three promised hours and took all the money with her. And I was a little little annoyed. That's so funny. Because I was going to say, where do you even find a topless uh, poker player? But clearly... Craigslist, you can find anything there. Yeah, well, not anymore because of fucking US laws, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, they. I was reading something about this. Didn't they get rid of the... the have they got rid of it entirely? Or is it just the, the salacious bits? The Just the salacious part. Like, they got rid of the... Um, they basically used to have a... I don't want to say prostitution part, but they had a basically like a prostitution page. Yeah. Yeah, there was. Uh, I remember perusing the like the sex bits, and the, clearly some of these people were going to be charging. I definitely was. T- I remember when I was single, someone saying to me like, "Oh, it was like, oh, Craigslist has got like a great dating area." And it's like, has it or is it just hookers? Because it just seemed to be hookers. So I never met anyone from Craigslist, but I do know people that have. I, I met a girl from Craigslist, and we dated for. Oh my god! Probably over a year. She was she's really nice, really nice girl. Oh really? Yeah. There are norms on there. Mm, okay. Yeah, it was funny. She uh, fair enough. She was she had a very witty sense of humor, and she told me she was gonna send me a pic pic of her topless, and I was all like, oh sweet, yeah, like fuck yeah, and it was a picture of when she was like three. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It was it was, and I was like, I got it, and I was like, oh uh. Well, not quite what I was expecting, but... <laughs> so, Wilk is pissed off at this point. He says, just to confirm, until an angry shipper turns up, we are without any female company. Thanks, guys. This is a great birthday. And Jason's good. If you're going to cry about it, I'll go and get some local snatching. And Neil says, what about those birds we passed outside? They were all right. And Will says, yes, please drag in some random girls off the street for me. And Simon says, or we could go to Louise Graham's party. And Jay says, yeah, why aren't we there? It's got to be better than this. Will says, thanks very much. And then he offers Jay some more wine. And Jay bets that the party is crawling with Klunge. And Will says, I bet it's not. And Jay says, oh, yeah. And you know, Will just kind of bristles. Look, I put a lot of effort into this. And I've really made a nice cockavan. And as soon as he says it, the whole room just kind of goes quiet yeah jay says a cock of what and simon says quite rightly you don't help yourself do you and will says oh yes i see coco van very mature it actually means chicken in wine doesn't it patrice and patrice just says what <laughs> and will's like well it does and it doesn't mean a cock in my ass or a cock in my head or i got a and he sort of 
Tails off and Simon's like, you got some cock in the back of a van? And Will says, yes, or that I got some cock in the back of a van. Look, all I wanted was a civilized and sophisticated party, just something a bit different from the usual parties. Maybe even the sort of party girls are impressed by, okay? So there aren't any girls here, but why don't we at least attempt to have a sophisticated conversation? I know it's a tall order, but I'm not expecting sparkling. Let's give it a go, as it's my fucking birthday. And Will just is, yeah. like, as he's as the had yeah, as he's going on, like, you can feel just the anger rising in his voice. Yeah, um, and this really made me laugh because my friend Dave, who I've mentioned before, and is probably the closest thing to Will that I ever knew, not quite as intolerable as Will, but he was always, he's probably reached, like, his optimum age now. Like, he was probably always in his mid-30s. Um, and his body's now just caught up with his brain. Uh, and for his 18th birthday, he threw a Italian-themed soiree. Um, and this was because he was going to spend some of his gap year in Italy. And he'd done Italian A-level. He wasn't doing Italian for his degree, but he spoke pretty good Italian. And so he decided to have this Italian-themed soiree. And he went to so much trouble. He made his own pasta. He made tricolore salad. He made sure the wine was from Italy and the 18-year-olds who came to his party treated it as you'd expect and just got wasted and didn't appreciate the uh, the sophisticated uh, ambiance at all. And there were lots of photographs of me and my friend Jenna with uh, Italian flags draped around us that just drunk off our faces. Um, anyway, back at the uh, in the in-betweeners, Will's explosion has really shut them up at this point. They are, they are, they have stopped being wankers. Um, and there's sort of a pause and then Neil says uh, this is clearly his idea of sparkling conversation how much Lego can you stuff up your bum and Will just says for Christ's sake and Neil's just like not now just when you was younger how much did you get up there and Jay just looks at Neil and says like oh my god that was pretty grim mate and Simon if Jay's saying it's grim it's grim yeah yeah exactly Simon wants to know why Neil was sticking Legos up his bum and Neil says that he didn't put a lot up there. Maybe just like one of the rectangular ones, a long one, a couple of shingles. Will just has had enough and just says, fine, fine. Let's see if we can get those girls from outside to come in and join us. And the boys are all like, yeah. And then Jay says he can get a proper three course, blowy, shag, and anal. <laughs> yeah. So they headed out into the night and found Jay's three courses sitting on a fence. And we see... There are five lads wandering down the street and some girls who, frankly, look a bit rough. Yeah, I thought one in the middle looked like Lady Sovereign with, like, the little ponytail coming out the side <laughs> of her head. Yeah, that's, oh my god, that's another Naughties reference. Yeah, she's got that Lady Sovereign look going on. I actually just watched uh, one of her videos the other day. <laughs> she was quite good, actually. I quite liked her. I, I like that song that she did with the um, Pet Shop Boys or something like that. I can't remember exactly... Uh, I can't remember anything she did, only that I liked it. I had that album. Oh, yeah. The, the first one. She was kind of a minor pop culture sensation over here for a bit, too. Oh, was she? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that she got, she got that you know about Lady Sovereign. Yeah, there was this dude in San Francisco that was like a huge Lady Sovereign fan, and he basically like put an article out in the San Francisco paper. Cause I think she was playing like at a club or something in San Francisco that he said that he wanted to take her out on a date. 
and it and then that became like a news story over here and so then i heard about her and you know it was at first it was kind of like oh look at this terrible rapper but then i listened to her music and i was like "Mm, she's not that bad yeah, she was quite. She was quite good. Hang on, I'm going to look at what was on that first album because I really liked it, and it was um, it was like quite. It was quite tongue in cheek, wasn't it? Yeah. Lady Sovereign. Someone's said one of their things is Lady Sovereign. To where is she now? 2017. <laughs> Not love me or hate me. That was the song that was great. Yeah. Love me or hate me. 2006. Oh my god, 2006. Holy shit. What was the yeah, what was brilliant. the other song she had in nine to five? Yeah, yeah. And every day I wake up, make up. I love that song. And then hoodie, I thought was good. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's still tweeting. Is she? She. Uh, How many Twitter followers does she have? Yeah. Sixty one point eight k. Oh, that's like way more than I was expecting. So her last tweet has been hidden by Twitter. The following media includes potentially sensitive content. Oh, shit. Oh, no, it's just a picture of her. She has had one million streams on Spotify this year. Wow. Interesting. I wonder how old she is. Oh, she is, like, probably our age. I bet she's a little bit younger. Yeah, I was going to say, she's she's got to be in her early 30s. Let's have a look. Is she still rocking the side ponytail? Yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> she's maybe a bit old for that now. I don't know anything about... Uh, it does, it doesn't say. I don't know anything about chavs, but I feel like that that's just such a chavvy look with the little side yeah, ponytail. Yes. It's a, it's a heavily chav look. <laughs> Lady Sovereign age i can't believe she's still making music you know there's just she's she's 32 years old she is a little bit younger than me you know there's just some of those people laura that just regardless of you know how many albums they sell how much money they make doing it they just keep on keeping on yeah good luck to them yeah yeah if you ever want to come on uh our show we will promote you yeah, we'd love for you, Lady Sovereign, <laughs> or did ten years ago. Um, so the boys they walk up and they see these three girls and they're sitting on kind of a like a rail, like a railing, and uh, they're all trying to decide who's going to go over there to talk to them, and they end up basically like volunteering Simon to come over and talk to them, and Simon takes this deep breath, and then he walks over to the girls and he calls out and he's like hi there, and they all turn around and they look very young and they are all very wasted. Yeah. Uh, Simon says they look a bit rough, which they do, and Will says, are they drinking in the street? Jay says it's dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite the kind of dirty that you want, though, I think. Um, And uh, we then get Simon getting absolutely abused by these girls. The first one who just turns around and in a very estuary accent says what did you fucking say and someone's like uh hello and uh and julie says and what her name's julie in the in the book julie says and what she's the biggest of all of them like the oldest and simon says um i wanted to ask you to a party and julie tells us that she is 13 and 
points to the girl next to her and says, she's 11, you nonce. Do you like looking at little girls, do you? And Will's, and Simon's just like, oh, sorry, there's been a mistake. Yeah. And um, and he sort of starts backing off and he's like, oh, I'm going to go now. And then they just all start shouting, pedo, you fucking pedo. Run, you pedo. Yeah, Patrice, like, <laughs> walks out kind of in front and, like, just grabs his dick and, like, just thrusts it towards him. And Simon's like, fucking hell, don't do that, Patrice. And the girls are like, Pedo, I'm gonna get my fucking brother on you. And they all start running away, and the girls are just shouting out, That's it, run away, Pedo boy. Keep going, Pedo. Yeah, keep walking, you fucking Pedos. So they get back to outside of Will's house, and Jay is just like, Ah, nice job, Simon. Simon just says, Ah, it was Patrice who wound them up. And Jay points out, But yeah, but you're the one who tried to nunce them up, and. Simon just says, right, not really in the mood for this, Jay, just warning you. And uh, Jake is in this little, like, ooh, watch out, Uncle Simon might try to give me a special cuddle. <laughs> and as they get around the corner, they see a middle-aged woman wearing a long coat and long boots and a basque, and she's knocking on Will's front door, and, and Polly answers it, and they seem to be having a conversation and Will says, oh, fuck. And Neil says, what's for pudding, Will? And Will says, a middle-aged woman demanded 150 quid. So they decide that the only thing for it now is to try and get into Louise Graham's party because this has all been an absolute disaster. <laughs> Will says, forget it. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't stop it from sticking Lego up its bum. Um, we turn and we see Patrice, and he's just, like, pissing in a driveway. And Simon's like, oh, for Christ's sakes, Patrice, don't do that. And... This leads to a very funny scene where the boys decide that they're going to just ditch Patrice. And so they take off running while he's got his back turned to him. And as Patrice, like, turns around, he realizes that they're running away from him. And he just goes, like, jogging after him. And finally, they catch up and uh, they're like, oh, my God, he's chasing us. Fucking hell, he doesn't give up easily, does he? And Will wants to know, what does he think is happening? And... (laughs) Neil says, oh my god, he caught up to us, and Simon's like, uh, yeah, good spot, Neil, and Patrice is just like, Simon, why we run? (laughs) (laughs) And Simon says he doesn't know, uh, so Patrice says, so we stop, and Simon's like, yeah, probably should, so they stop running, um, and it's all a bit embarrassing as they stop running, and Neil says, should we go to this party then? And Will says, in voiceover, so after trying and failing to outrun a boy in Cuban Hills, we headed for Louise Graham's party, which we definitely wouldn't get into. Um, Next scene, we are at Louise's house, and they're trying to decide who's going to knock on the door, who's going to be the sacrificial one to ask to come inside. And they, Jay kind of just pushes everybody out of the side, and he says, out of the way, you quick shit shitters, I'll sort this out. And he just like confidently strides to the door and knocks on the door and Luis open and Luis opens the door. And then as soon as he does, Jay just kinda like pushes Will to the front. Yeah, and uh and Will says there won't be any trouble. I mean, look at us. And then she sort of notices Patrice hanging out at the back of the gang and she says, One of you can come in. And Will says, One, five, there's hardly any difference. Perhaps we could negotiate, but um Louise is having none of it and just sort of beckons Patrice <laughs> in. And Will says, the thing is, Simon will have to come in too because he's supposed to be looking after him. But uh, Patrice just shrugs and Louis slams the door in their face. Um, And Will says, great, so we can add Patrice to the growing list of people more popular than us. 
and Jay looks through the window and sees that fucking Big John is in there and he's with a girl and he's got his hand on her tit and Simon's like, this is just too tragic. <laughs> uh, Neil says that Charlotte Big Jugs is there and Will says, oh, where? And they look through the window. Uh, I have to say, like, good on John. Like, he got himself, like, a nice little handful of titty there. He did, yeah. It was uh, not, not the John I thought we were dealing with after the Christmas prom episode. Yeah. Uh, and Jay says, it looks like it's time for plan B. And Will says, oh, is there a plan B? It's just plan A was so brilliantly devised, I wouldn't have thought we'd need a plan B. What is it? Climb over the fence? And we then, of course, cut to them in the next scene, preparing to climb over the fence. Yep. And uh, Will's like, oh my god, it's a little higher than I expected. <laughs> Jay says, don't shit yourself, it's only a fence, it won't bite. Will is not necessarily yeah. worried about it biting him. He's more worried about falling off of it and breaking her neck or his neck. And Neil's like, just come on, Will. It'll be a laugh climbing in that. So Neil gives Jay a leg up and over the fence. Uh, Simon starts to climb the fence. And Simon starts to climb the fence. And then they all are just kind of helping each other over all, all at once. Um and then Will kind of bends down and he starts, he notices that one of the boards is loose. So he pulls the board to the side and he kind of like low crawls through the fence. And as he's doing it, he's just like starts sniffing. He's like, hmm, it's interesting smell. Yes. And he realized that he has done a body crawl through dog shit. And he is not very happy about this. And they get to the back of the house and Louise intercedes and uh, intercepts them and Will says, as I was saying, it's quite important that we look after Patrice. And she's just looking disgustedly at him and he's like, have you crawled through my dog shit? And Will says, yes, Louise, I have. But he starts to give a little state of the nation speech and he's like, but think about why. The fact that you've excluded us from this party because of some vague rules about popularity is ridiculous. Although it may look like we've climbed over a fence and crawled through dog shit. In fact, what we've done is challenged your social apartheid. And Louise just says, you weren't invited because I don't know you very well. And Will hasn't really got much of an answer to that. Yeah, he just looks at her and says, uh, yeah, that makes sense too, I suppose. Luis tells Will that Luis tells Will that he's if he's that desperate to come in, then he can stay, but he, that he needs to take the jacket off before he goes inside. Will takes his jacket off, revealing the, like, it says singlet in the book, but I don't know it's necessarily a singlet, but yeah, he takes it off and it re we reveal the tight-ass shirt that he's wearing. Yeah, and it looks great. Jay says that, what the fuck is that? Uh, it was a present from his mum. And Simon says, and you wore it. And Jay says, has she been getting gift ideas from Neil's old man? And then Neil says, as is obligatory every episode, oi, my dad's not Ben. And Simon says, honestly, this is not a good look for you. But I disagree because, you know, Will's arms are not that bad. He's like, he's not scrawny. No, I think it's just... Like I say, you just never see a man wearing that outside of the gym or maybe the beach here. So it's just, it just he looks so out of place. I wonder if anybody wears tank tops to my uncle's beach party. You should go <laughs> and report back to me what you find. Report back what happens, yeah. I, I just don't even know where you'd buy one. Like, I don't even know where you would buy a vest like that for a man. Yeah, I don't know either. I went... Uh, Calvin Klein, clearly. Nicole and I went to a um, a water park earlier this year, and uh, I wanted to get a tank top before we went there, and uh, but I wanted to get a wrestling themed tank top. Right, of course. It's so fucking hard to find wrestling themed tank tops in Kansas. I was I was shocked. Yeah, 
But I found one at the last minute, and it was great. Everybody laughed when I... I I'm, I'm surprised you found one at all, so fair play. Well, Hot Topic has started selling wrestling-related stuff, so good old Hot Topic. Right, okay. Do you have those over there? We don't have that. No, we don't have Hot Topic over Oh, here. they're like a very uh, goth, quote-unquote, store. Like, they sell like a lot of like leather and... Ah, um, uh, like, okay, gotcha big ass jankos and you know like ironic t-shirts right yeah understood um so as they walk into the house uh will says that he's gonna go find charlotte and turn this birthday around neil says that she'll be upstairs getting fucked most likely and (laughs) will says neil i told you she's not like that and then he pauses i'll check upstairs first though in his voiceover (laughs) and in Yes, in his voiceover he says the best thing about being about it being your birthday is that everyone has to do exactly what you want and with this thought and a slightly dirtier one in mind i went to find charlotte um will's looking around the house clearly trying to find charlotte uh but he just ends up getting abused <laughs> uh someone says nice t-shirt good look briefcase someone's stolen your sleeves where's the rest and take that <laughs> And uh, it's it's like a bit of a callback to when he was getting abused when he first started at the school. It's a similar sort of just getting tirades of abuse thrown at him. Jay and Simon are then um, standing in front of the bathroom and Jay's like, come on, let me go first. You know I'm desperate. And Simon says, unlikely. Jay says, don't be a cuck. And then Simon pushes on Jay's bladder so that he's going to piss himself. And they're kind of just having this little, like, fun back and forth. The toilet opens, the person comes out, Simon goes in. And then as soon as Simon goes in, Carly walks up and starts talking to Jay. And I'll be honest with you, i completely forgotten what Carly looks like because I felt like it's been so long since we've seen her. Yeah, she's not been around for a while. Um, they start having a conversation uh, and... Um, and Carly's like, oh, how are you? And Simon's saying he's having a great time. Uh, as he comes out of the loo, Jay goes to go in there and he opens the door and then sort of holds it theatrically and he says, Jesus Christ, Simon, what have you done in there? And Simon's like, what? And Jay's sort of waving as though the smell was terrible and he's like, oh, have you been eating cat food again? And Simon's like, oh, I only went in for a piss. And Jay says, oh, I can taste it. And Simon's going, no, no, Jay. And Carly just looks <laughs> disgusted and says she might use the one upstairs. I love this. Jay's like, oh, God, you've left skids down the bowl, too. And yeah, Carly just looks completely <laughs> disgusted. And uh, as she's walking off, Simon's like, oh, it was a wee. It was only a wee. I promise I didn't leave skids. It doesn't smell at all. And then as she walks off, he looks at Jay and he just says, you fucker. It was a wee. Why did you do that? And Jay's response is, it was, it was funny. In Will's voiceover, we see the landing and him sort of lurking about. And he says, so things weren't going exactly to plan. If I could just find Charlotte, I was confident that it could still be a birthday to remember. And he goes into one of the rooms and it's it's dark and it seems to be empty, but there's laughter in there. And he turns on the light and in bed we see a disheveled looking Charlotte with a lad who's writhing around hard to make out who it is as we can only see his back and then we see that it is patrice and that they've been in bed together yeah and this is not just like uh this is not just like friendly giggling making out like they don't have shirts on they're both you know a little flushed and uh um i really enjoy how will greets him here as well 
uh, Patrice Salu, and Patrice says Salu back. Yeah. Um, at at one point, uh, Will starts to talk to Charlotte, and he says that he's got a bottle of champagne at home. And I remember that when we first met, we had champagne. And as it's my birthday, I thought maybe we could. And then you see Patrice like finger banging Charlotte like under the covers, <laughs> and she starts to giggle. And Will's like, "Is he touching you now?" And Charlotte says, "Look, maybe we'll have a drink later." And Will says, "Yes, of course." And then he goes to leave, and Charlotte says. Will, could you turn the light off? And Patrice says, no, leave it on. <laughs> Where do you stand on lights on, lights off? Uh, I don't really care either way. I had, uh, so Bim, Bob the Bin Burner, he was like, ad- had this massive thing about having the lights on all the time because he thought it was really weird to turn the lights off. I don't really care. As a result, probably would would have a light light on rather than full light in my face. What about you? Lights off. I feel like lights on is like you're shooting a porno. <laughs> I I have a habit of generally having sex with men who can't see very well without their glasses. <laughs> we can save the jokes about this. So I've um, often I've had to have the lights on because you take your glasses off. Harder to see what's going on oh, yeah. in the dark. Mm, so, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so I've gone out with a lot of myopic. That's, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you actually used the proper op- optomic uh, term for that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where I retrieved that from. GCSE science. That was in the back of my brain. Myopia, presbyopia. Yeah, you, you got it. <laughs> I am. Um, and also, as I get older, I can't see very well without my glasses either. So, again, having a little light on helps just, just to go in the right direction. Oh, I'm getting to that age where I'm going to be going to the eye doctor soon and they're going to be prescribing me bifocals. And I'm going to feel like the oldest motherfucker alive. <laughs> I've sort of reached that point where my eyes aren't awful, but I've worn glasses constantly now for about five, six years, like well, not just for reading and stuff. And each time I go, it's the, the news is a little bit worse. It's that kind of, <laughs> we've reached that point. Yeah, I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Every two years, it's like, oh, you're quite a bit blinder. So, yeah. <laughs> um, mean, uh, so as Will kind of storms out the door and he, he thinks to himself, great. And I'd rather hope the singlet would be the worst birthday surprise. Uh, as he walks downstairs, Will's voiceover continues and it says, Meanwhile, my mates were making the most of finally getting into a cool party by standing in a corridor, not talking to anybody. Yeah, um, and Simon greets Will and says, Did you find Charlotte? And Will says, Yes, he did. And says, She's upstairs being fucked by Patrice. Uh, which Neil says, Knew it. And Jay says, Oh, unlucky. And Will says, Can you make him stop, please, Simon, as a birthday present? And Simon says, No, it's just too weird. And Will says, shall we go then? And they start to walk towards the door and everyone follows. And then we see Donovan come in. He narrows his eyes as he sees Will, but Will keeps on going. And he says, hi, Mark, I'm just off. But if you were looking for Charlotte, I think she's upstairs. I like Donovan's response here where he's just like, fuck off, you prick. And Will just says, have a fun night. Uh, And then... Will's voiceover says, so ironically, it was Donovan who gave me the best gift of this year, a savagely beaten French kid. Uh, the boys are, are walking down the street and they're concerned that maybe Donovan would actually kill him. And uh, Simon's worried that his mom will yeah. go men- mental if Patrice is hurt. And Jay wants to know what she's going to do, get Simon a shittier car. <laughs> Harsh. Um, and Jay just says, look, fuck him. 
you never see you're never going to see him again so what and Simon says I think I'm actually meant to stay at his at half term and Will says do you want to go to France and Simon says no not really Will says shut up then and he says what about me it's my birthday and I just saw Patrice trying to mount Charlotte the fucking baguette eating dickhead frog (laughs) Which I like how this little like storyline comes full term where he's like appalled by um, Patrice's racism, but then he turns around and is racist himself. <laughs> yeah, it comes out with every cliche. Um, and Will says, Simon says, that's a bit racist. And Will says, he made me racist. Neil says, did you get to see her boobies? And Will says, no, Neil, funnily enough, through my tear-filled eyes, I couldn't see any tits. And he says, what if his birthdays just keep getting worse and worse from now on? What will happen next year? And Jay says, maybe you'll get AIDS. And Will says, he'd have to have sex for that to happen. Neil says, or fuck a monkey. And Will says, technically, that still counts as sex. Simon says, or drink from the same cup as Neil's dad. And Neil's like, oh, wait, my dad does not have AIDS. Jay. And Jay says, your dad is so AIDS. He was the one that gave it to the monkeys. Uh, At this point, the girls like that they saw earlier they come out and they just start yelling that's them the fucking pedos and this guy with a (laughs) cricket bat just comes running towards them and he looks like a proper hard kid yes and he's got a cricket bat and they all start running and simon says split up he can't get all of us and jay says he's got a fucking cricket bat and they split off but will and simon are still running the same way and neil follows them and simon says go away neil and Will says, this is it, the tin hat, worst birthday ever. Um, and in his voiceover, he says, so my birthday, or dog shit, singlet, heartbreak day, as I've now come to think of it, was over. And it's fair to say it hadn't been the best. But I had learnt one important life lesson. If you go around to Neil's, don't play with his Lego. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and then we get close episode with a cool little, like, Legos montage. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good one. Where does this now come in your top, uh, top however many we've had? Uh, this was my number three. Oh, that's, yeah, I think it's a pretty solid number three episode. I, I like this one, and I like the use of Patrice. He was very funny. Yeah, I thought so too. He's a very funny guy. Like we said earlier, they use him just enough so that he stays funny throughout the episode, but, you know... And doesn't get overplayed. So I really enjoyed Patrice. Yeah, I thought he was very funny. He's um, he's just the bright side of a stereotype, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's the use of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ha- have you been watching or listening to anything else this week? Um, There was a new episode of that Helen Gone podcast. I think I called it Helen Back last week. It's actually Helen Gone. So I listened to that and that was pretty good. Um. Nicole and I watched a movie with Forrest Whitaker in it last night called, is a Netflix movie called, oh, How It Ends. Uh, I'll tell you how it ends. It's shit. So you can just. Uh, okay. Don't bother with that one then. Yeah. I mean, if you want to watch like a really mediocre movie about the apocalypse, go ahead and watch it. It wasn't bad. <laughs> if that's what you're after. Yeah. Okay. I won't waste my time with that then. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I just was mainly watching Survivor this week, and that's been pretty much it. I've uh, had a lot of other stuff going on, so I haven't really had time to watch much. Fair enough. What about you? Um, so, still watching The American Office, still <laughs> hating myself for enjoying it. Um, we, we're sort of, like, gradually, we're sort of watching it as that easy thing that we watch, like, in the evening while we're eating dinner or whatever. Um, 
and we've reached series four so we've just reached the point that pam and jim have got together thank god um and whoa spoiler oh, i enjoyed that <laughs> yeah yeah spoiler alert but phil has been living on a different planet clearly because he was like when we first started watching it he was like oh this is the tim and dawn character do they get together in, in this version and i was like they get married in this version. They have a child in this version. Like, I've never seen it, and I know this. So I don't know what planet he's been living on. But, um, yeah, so we've been enjoying that. And we last night watched uh, Mrs. Wilson, which is a it's a joint endeavour between the BBC and an American company, I want to say. Masterpiece? Is that a thing? Is that a thing over there? Sure, yeah. Let me Google this. Yeah, um, it's called Mrs. Wilson. Uh, yeah, it's PBS Masterpieces. It's going to be on over there. I don't know if it's aired yet or it's going to air. Um, no, it's not going to be on until Sunday, March 31st. Mm, sorry, guys. But it's on iPlayer right now. Um, and it is about a... It is Ruth Wilson, who I don't know if you know her, but she's the actress in it. It's based on her grandmother's life when she when her grandfather died in the 60s uh her grandmother found out that she wasn't his only wife and he actually had like four wives and it had been pretending to work for the secret service and it was all i'm not giving anything away to say that because that's like literally in the blurb um but it's really it's really gripping it's in three parts and it's really well done really well acted oh that sounds interesting i might check that out yeah and it's based on a it's like a real story um once you've watched the first episode, you won't be able to not Google. And someone's written a biography of this man, but there's a really interesting blog, um, which if you Google Mrs. Wilson uh, and look at the Radio Times article, which is like the second article that comes up, it links you through to the blog and someone's done all this research about this guy who had this amazingly shady life with all these wives and all these children. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Mm, uh, the last part airs on Tuesday in the UK, so it'll all be on iPlayer from this Tuesday. Oh, I might try to uh, check that out. Mm. They're only an hour, so it's not going to take up a massive amount of your time. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely. That You know what? It sounds like the kind of short show I could get Nicole to watch. Yeah. No, she would definitely like it. It's uh, it's girly. It's like it has a, a female interest element. <laughs> I'm really excited for the Watership Down coming out in a couple weeks. Are you a big fan of Watership Down? Yeah, I like Watership Down. The cartoon version? That's sad, the sad Oh, one. God. I haven't... I've read the book. I actually haven't watched the uh, cartoon one because I've heard it's fucking soul-crushing really really sad yeah i didn't know there was a new version is it like is it like a cgi one yeah the new one is uh cgi and it's got uh john boyega and um man uh ben kingsley i think um oh okay on it's got like a really fucking all-star voice oh Okay, so James McAvoy is Hazel, Ben Kingsley is General Woundwort, Olivia Coleman as Strawberry, ah, okay. and John Boyega as Bigwig. This has passed me by, I didn't know about this. Yeah, so Peter, that, Cap that sounds Peter Capaldi is Kihar. Yeah, it's like pretty, uh, pretty big voice acting cast. Yeah, I know, that sounds good. I, um, I want to see the... I want to take the girls to see the new Grinch film that's out. I think we're going to do that next weekend. Oh, my uh, My mom is taking my nieces out to go see that today. Oh, uh, is she? Yeah, we, um, well, today we're watching 
we are going to watch Elf because I've never seen it and the girls have never seen it. So we're going to watch Elf together to get us in the Christmas mood uh, this evening. That's what we're going to be well, doing. I expect a full rundown of Elf next week. Have you ever seen it? I have not. No. I was just the wrong age, I think, because it came out when I was probably about 14. So I was never... But everyone says it's a great Christmas film. So I will see if I enjoy it. I'm not... I do. I like Christmas films, but normally the more sentimental ones. So, like, I, I love It's a Wonderful Life. I like any version of A Christmas Carol. <laughs> um, I'm not as so into sort of more modern Christmas films. But we, this might be the one that changes it all. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. So... All right. Well, that is everything. I'm actually looking very forward to next week's episode of In Betweeners. Um, what is the next episode? Night in London. Ah, yes, that is a really funny one. Because the um, American version of this one I have watched. So I will have some oh, really? compare and contrast. And I might have to see if um, see if I can find it to see if uh, see if I can watch it and we can talk about that oh the american one yeah oh i got you fam okay yeah but let me let me know because i would be interested to watch it to see uh see what the differences are yeah so i'm i'm definitely looking forward to next week's episode next week's episode i believe is the infamous bus wankers episode it is it is the bus wankers episode. yeah so i'm excited about this because i've only heard of bus wankers and i've never actually seen bus wankers so you're going to enjoy Bus Wankers. I... That's another one that's made it into our lexicon in Britain. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, what was the other one that I was, yeah. Friend? That, oh, what was the other? Friend, friend, yeah. Bus Wankers is there in, in our lexicon. We'll use it all the time. Yes, I can't wait. All right, everybody, we yeah. will see you next week. And uh, once again, thank you for our Patreon subscribers for keeping the show ad-free. Yes, thank you. Have a great day. Bye, Laura. Thanks, bye. Bye.